Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of the Holt and Walt podcast, September 2021. Oh yeah. Don't worry, we've not rebranded as a ASMR podcast. I just thought I'd start this episode nice and sultry-like, get you in the mood. And that's enough of that. How are you? Rhetorical question, of course. I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. As per usual, I'm going to give you a little warning before this episode. You would have thought that by now, I think we've done 16 episodes now, which seems crazy. You're welcome. But you would have thought that by now, we would have had this down to as a pretty professional operation. But the truth, I'm afraid, is far from that. Uh, when we were recording this episode, Alan had potentially the worst internet available in the entire United Kingdom. So the amount of delay which we were experiencing was monumental, and that's not an exaggeration. Uh, I've been able to edit most of the pauses out, but you will notice some bits are a bit awkward. Sometimes we say something which doesn't necessarily make sense, even more so than usual. Um, sometimes we're talking over each other, uh, even more so than usual. And that's what I'm going to blame it on. So, apologies. Well, who knows, you might actually enjoy it and request it in the future. In which case, let us know. Send us an email. There you go. So, what are we going to be treating your ears to for the next two or three hours? Well, we're covering a few Holt and Walt staples, such as food, pizza. I know, pizza is a type of food, but, you know, it's worth pointing out. Uh, movies, series. We talk about the Suicide Squad. Alan's irrational hate of the actor John Cena, and we end with a little bit of a game. So I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Uh, so without any further ado, well, actually, a bit of a do. While you're here, I might as well suggest you go check out the website which Alan created, holtandwalt.com. If you've not seen it before, even if you have seen it, still worth a visit. Get our numbers up. Uh, from there, you can sign up to the newsletter which Alan puts out, sends it straight to email box. Oh yeah, modern technology. Uh, and it's got all sorts of good bits in there. Um, you can also find links to send us emails direct, so check it out. Um, okay, on with the show. Bye. Good evening, ladies, gentlefolk, halts and waltz, and welcome to the 1933 Tripe O'Clock Wireless Radio Telegraph News, where we bring you the week's latest news exactly as it was 88 years ago. This week in the news. It is a widely known fact that all Italians are shaped like a boot, and cappuccino is a caffeinated beverage with mystical powers. But where does the accursed drink originate from? We spoke with our Italian boot-shaped correspondent on the issue. In 1933, the cappuccino was invented by the monks living in northern Italy, in the mountain region known as Cappuccin. And many people falsely believe the cappuccino is named after the monks' caps on the heads, because they're brown and foamy. But it is in fact the chins that give the drink its famous flavor. When drinking coffee before sacrificing a child, their brown curly beards would dip in the cup. They would not notice, of course, and then they would notice, and this would stir the coffee. The beard curls would aerate the liquid, 
and the special beard oils make it light and foamy. This is the truth. 100% I seen it myself. True. And the flavor is said to be heavenly. Thank you for listening to the 1933 Tripe O'Clock Wireless Radio Telegraph News. Brought to you by the HaltonWalt.com Radio Broadcast Service and the Federation of Real, Authentic, 100% Historically Accurate Audio Library Technicians. All right, Sebi. Alan is suffering with some technical difficulties today, so hopefully we'll be okay. Because apparently the best place for him to record in his house is the furthest possible point from the Wi-Fi router. How are you doing? Not too bad. I just had half a pizza. Um, half a pizza? Yeah, yeah, I ate, I ate half a pizza. I have are we a talking saying, Domino's? Are we talking frozen pizza? No, 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 no. This is this is not just any pizza. This is a uh, an M and S pizza, wood fired pizza that I've cooked. Was in it the really? Oven. Well, as in, wow. like it says, wood fired on the box, dri- yep. driz- drizzled with tons of Tabasco. I, I have a Tabasco, good choice. Favorite saying in Japanese: Kazoku yori pizza no hoga taisetsu. Does all wow that really flows off the tongue yeah yeah what does it mean that was quite that was quite rude of me i should probably say um, <laughs> what does that mean this pizza uh, is fantastic and particularly no, it, wood-fired mm, it means compared to family pizza is more important i agree i have to agree i'm a big pizza fan pizza aficionado i when i started uni a term is something like 12 weeks or something like that. No, how, how many days are in a term? Something like, ni- something like something like 90 days in a term. <laughs> and right. I probably, during the first term at uni, probably had about 60 pizzas, I reckon. Wow. Wow. And they're good. They're good. I love pizza. Pizza, I mean, you get many more pizzas than you do family members. That's true. So that's, and I that's, often that's use... That's one point for pizzas. I, I like spicy sauce. I like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like mayonnaise. I like tomato ketchup, barbecue sauce. You can really mix it up a lot with a pizza. But, you know, when it comes to family, it's, they don't really like all of the sauces drizzled on them all no. of the time. No. Only occasionally. And, and they don't change. It's just no. like mum, dad, brother and sister and that's it. But with a pizza, every time I get a pizza, I can have a different pizza if I like. Yes. Yep. Different cheeses. Different style of cooking. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. They don't complain when they're being put in the oven. Pretty much every, <laughs> pretty much every Friday night in my house is a pizza night. Nice. Well, we'll yeah. Today is a, t- today is pizza day. We'll we'll sit down with a pizza and um, watch a movie film on the televisual device and uh, ah, classic. And really indulge. But why have you only eaten half? Oh, because um, I just well, I'm just so eager to talk to you. Uh, so I'm gonna save the rest okay. for afterwards. Um, yeah, how are you, Sebi? Just so the listener, I'm good. Just so the listener knows, I don't know if Alan can really tell, but there's a slight delay of Alan's voice reaching me. So we've been talking over each other quite a bit. I don't know. How this uh, is gonna- and every time I say something, it takes you a few seconds to respond. So 
we're, we're right. powering through at the moment. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what? Any news? Just going back to pizza. Um, I actually have uh, an outdoor pizza oven, wood fired. No way. Did you build yes, it yourself? Yes way. No, my parents bought one, and um, it was there was some minor defect with it. So they wrote to the company and said there's something wrong with it. It doesn't get up to temperature properly. Um, and the company sent them a brand new one, but let them keep the old one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your classic uh, halt scam. Very good. So, and they and they said that you can just let somebody else have the old one if you want. So, they gave it to to me, and we fixed it. It was quite a minor fix, and now I've got a wood fired pizza oven. Very good. And um, late, you know, soon after that happened, your Family's chickens went missing, and uh, inexplicably, <laughs> Seb was having a lot of chicken pizzas. I've only used it twice so far. I'll be honest. Uh, really, the first time you burnt been a lot chickens. <laughs> the first, <laughs> it would probably be quite nice to cook chicken in it actually, because it gets so hot. It gets up to about five hundred <laughs> degrees. I'm just imagining your mum going to count the chickens, and then there's just a couple missing. You you wouldn't want to eat one of those chickens. Oh really? Bit no, too crispy. No, they they don't look like they'd be good eating. And I like making a little pizza to go in the oven as well. And I've got a big, um, it's called a pizza steel, just a big piece of steel which you preheat in the oven, and then you slide your pizza on top of that, and uh, it gets the base nice and nice and crispy. Oh man, God. Oh my God. Yeah. I want pizza now. You know how to talk dirty to me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speak a yeah. mild well, language. You, you you preheat the oven at maximum temperature with the steel on there, and then you mm-hmm. turn the grill on just before you pe- put the pizza in, so that the grill's cooking the top and the the steel is cooking the the base, and so it comes out and it's nice and bubbly with all these little charred bits on it, and oh, it is delicious. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, just yeah, just so the listener is aware, we we had together. Uh, many pizza movie nights. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Ma- maybe th- this was at university. Maybe we should do the yeah. same. Um, with the gang. Yeah, I sort of wanted to talk to you a bit about Invincible. Okay. That c- that can be our sort of pizza conversation. But the thing is, when we all used to get pizza and watch like a sci-fi movie or something at university, the pizzas we'd get would be monstrous, fifteen inches. Oh, yeah. Did we not... Uh, were they 18-inch pizzas at one point? Uh, Three maybe, beers? Maybe once, we, maybe once we tried somewhere that was a bit bigger, but I think 15 inches was pretty... If, if we were looking at a pizza menu and it only went up to 12 inches, we knew that just wasn't going to cut it, particularly for Tom Rocket. He would power through yeah. a whole pizza with his knife and fork. <laughs> and, uh, he'd, he'd get, get through get it, about no problem. 20 garlic sauces... I I was the, I think I was the main dip person. I'd get a lot of dips, and Ch- chili, I'd always get half kebab. and half. Yeah. Yes. Split with someone. Yep. That that chili kebab one always did a number on your guts the next day. Yeah, especially with the beer, Nuki Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. You like the Nuki Brown, don't you? Hmm. Maybe I'll get yeah. one this weekend in honor of you. Ah. Nice cool. little Nuki Brown. Um. So. 
talking of uh invincible um i yes. finished it the other day hey. i think in the previous episode i talked a little bit about it but i'm not sure if i did a very good job you did and... a pretty good job you did a pretty good job of talking about it from the perspective of someone who's only seen the first episode oh okay okay so um i enjoyed it it, get, it gets my uh stamp of approval um, oh yeah, it's got my stamp of approval too. Double stamp. Yeah, I I thought it was really good. Um, basically, Robert Kirkman. I think he's a big comic book fan. I think he probably writes comic books and. Um, it is, in fact... Yeah, he wrote based, Walking based, Dead. Yeah. So, um, Invincible is a Amazon series which is based off a comic book series written by the same guy. And, yeah, it's a, it's a superhero-style comic uh, or, or animated series that takes a serious tone. Um, and you can tell Robert Kirkman like loves his comic books because there are loads of little nods to other comic books outside of the outside of the series universe there's there's one part where uh do, do you want to I don't think do you that, yeah we I mean we did talk about it last episode so I don't know if we need to um explain it too much Oh okay well I'll just give I'll give my sort of thoughts you doubling up a little bit Um yeah I mean, it's There's, good. It's intense. It's very, very bloody. It's extremely violent. Um, very graphic. It lull, like at the beginning of each episode, it'll lull you into a false sense of security, and you think, "Oh, maybe this couldn't. Maybe it's going back to traditional children's uh, comic books where there's no real danger." And then at the end of the episodes, there's there's real violence and danger. Which is very, very exciting. Um, but in one particular episode, there's a really good nod to another comic book called The Underwater Welder. The main character, the boy, is trying to date someone and he shows her his comic book collection. And uh, he, he mentions mm-hmm. The Underwater Welder, which is a graphic novel that I have. Um, so I thought that was quite quite unusual that the the universe inside the the series universe is referring to like outside reality comic book universes from my point of view as someone who doesn't really comic books i I just thought it was a very good show quite intense well acted uh good animation um yep lots of twists well written it seemed to me i just enjoyed it all the boxes yeah, so uh, quite long episodes as well. They're about forty-minute episodes. Yeah, yeah. There's one other thing though. Uh, I wanted to talk about the sort of the character design. There's a particular character that, when you see them on screen, because of the character design, there's 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 this unnerving sense of distrust. Yet he appears to be on the good side. And um, it got me thinking about an old uh, Japanese horror that I watched 
called Perfect Blue, where the character design of of the of the bad person in in this yeah it sort of it makes you feel nervous around them and um gives you the impression that something is wrong um and mm-hmm. it's the same in this series so when you see animated movies someone has designed a character in a particular way to give you a, a particular feeling and it's it's yeah it's really clever uh, I wonder if you know which character. Also, the um, actions. Talking about. Well, yes, I think also their actions are pretty reprehensible, and that's a good indication that they're not a good person. I, I, I assume I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but he just seemed very dodgy. <laughs> can't really but say. as soon as he appeared on screen, I was like, I don't trust this person, and it had nothing to do with his actions by then. It was just his character design. So from then on, I always trust my gut when, when I, when I oh, really? look at sort of character designs and things like that. And most of the time I'm right. These shifty people. But that can be used against you. Yes. Yeah. It can. I can't but think I of any of good examples. That. I suppose that the mm. most classic example would be Snape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but... There's always the case where, where it's like it's. I can see what they're trying to do, so I can outwit them. I can outwit the uh, the writers. Yeah, predictions. O- often, often you know if there's gonna, if a show's gonna have a twist or a movie's gonna have a twist or something. That one of the mm. ca- there's gonna be something like that in there, it's, especially if it's so obvious. Um, what well, I didn't necessarily thing... get the same. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't necessarily get the same feeling as you about that character from the off, except not from his design, but from his behaviour and and the stuff that he does and says and the odd little slanty-eyed look he gives every now and then. Uh, are we are we talking about the same character? I'm talking about. Bleep. Oh no! <laughs> Who are you I'm talking, talking about? about I'm, I'm talking about robot. So, he doesn't turn out to be a bad guy anyway. No, but uh, he's very dodgy, and you you can't really trust his um, motivations. Right? Okay. Well, I either way, yeah, that's the trouble. If you try and avoid the spoilers, uh, he wasn't yeah. a bad guy anyway. Not like the guy that I was talking about. Hmm. I I I don't know. I think I think it's yeah. It's a show that's very well set up because it's. It introduces many, many characters, um, and then at the end of the season, uh, it refers to each character's new story, so that you know um, that in the following season, all of these loose threads that they've made are going to are going to have, you know, their individual stories and story arcs tied up, rather than just being. Here, let's introduce a bunch of characters and uh, completely forget about them. Yeah, are you perfect. watching anything else at the moment? Oh, am I watching anything else? Uh, I am looking forward to Dune. I haven't watched any of the trailers for that. Um, so oh, I've seen them. I've seen uh, them. But I've only seen them because I've been to the cinema a couple of times and it's been on before. Um, well, I think I told you about Quiet Place Part 2. Yep. 
which is very good. And then uh, a week or two ago, I saw The Suicide Squad. Ah, okay. Interesting. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I don't know if you've seen the first one. Um, yes, I've seen the first one. Um, so this is this sort of new family of remakes. Something gets released, it, people aren't happy with it, and then it gets re-released very shortly afterwards. Is there another film that's like that? Uh, Justice League got recut. Oh, the uh, Justice League is a bit different now, I think, because uh, okay. because the director had to leave halfway through because of family issues, and then somebody else took over, and then another, you know, he wasn't really involved in the final cut. Um, oh right. Whereas this I mean, is a completely new director yeah. taking over and and taking it in a completely because the first Suicide Squad was pretty bad. Right. Uh, so do do you remember how many Hulk? movies or attempts there were at, at reviving the hulk and um I, were if we were going back uh, well there's only been i mean it depends on how far back you go i mean since i don't know when the first hulk movie came out but 60s or 70s maybe there's been quite a lot of hulk movies oh um, okay okay fine yeah yeah but if you're talking about sort of in the modern marvel era you've got the ang lee version was the first hulk yeah in something like 2003, I'd have to guess. Around about the same um, time as... Or do you think it's later than that? I don't, I don't know. I remember watching that in the cinema. And uh, I, I thought then, you know, at probably 12 years old, this is, this is crap. Um, I, and then I, I never watched... T- 2003? What? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It was so, it was so lame. Um, but I did like the helicopter designs. I remember that quite quite vividly. I thought it was great. It's I thought it was really really good because um, I thought Eric Banner played a good Bruce Banner. It was a bit silly at times, and um, a lot of the the design, the transitions from scene to scene, was very comic book styley, and the panels on the screen would often be laid out like a comic book. So it was kind of lifting directly from. The source material, which you don't really see in the modern Marvel, Marvel movies, that sort of... I it, felt it just felt like, like that, it was trying to do something different. Yeah, I felt that was precisely what made it corny. crap. Yeah. I, I liked that. I liked that. Well, you thought, you thought that when you were 12 years old, you were thinking that. Yeah, I was like, where's the violence? <laughs> when this, per- when this uh, area explodes, some guy jumps and you could tell that he's jumping and then it's sort of it cuts into a comic book thing and I was expecting blood and guts and it was like, oh, okay, it's just going to go to a different panel now and we don't get to see what happened to the guy. Um, I was disappointed with the lack of violence because I'm... God, you, you, you're a critical 12-year-old, weren't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's the only Hulk uh, movie so far which has the Hulk getting bigger as he gets angrier. He gets bigger and stronger the angrier he gets, which the modern Hulk movies or the modern interpretation seem of Hulk to forget. doesn't seem to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's just that's just bad. That's just bad. I Hulk. liked it. It's, it was too. It was too long. It was like two and a half hours or something like that. But mm, mm. and the last, the end 
climactic battle was a bit rubbish. Um, yeah. And the dog fight was maybe a bit weird. But overall, that was... Because all, now, all of the Marvel movies are exactly the same, but that one felt like it was trying to actually do something. But it was critically yeah, I disagree. panned, so... Yeah, I disagree, yeah. Um, but your thoughts on Suicide Squad? Do they do they oh, yeah, differ? Yeah, I'm so intrigued. the first Suicide the first Suicide Squad, which came out a couple of years ago, was very bad. Um, I specifically news... remember. Oh, sorry, I'm cutting over you again. Uh, Cara Delvine doing a little sort of wiggly Egyptian dance and thinking, "Hmm, yeah, that's not good acting." I don't, I don't specifically remember that, but yeah, that that movie was just bad. I think um, apparently they filmed it as to be quite. Uh, hang on, let me get this right. I think they filmed it to be quite serious, the director. But then when they started editing it, it was around the same time Deadpool came out. Oh no! Okay. And the studio came in and they told t- told them to make it funnier and like a different kind of movie so i think ultimately oh, no. it, it just it was doomed from the start and but yeah. anyway the the new one is directed by james gunn who did guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. um and he actually got the reason he ended up doing this is because he got fired by marvel because of some tweets that he made years ago um apparently so they fired him and then he got hired to do the justice league and now Marvel have hired him to go back to do the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But anyway, that's by the by. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, very good. And then, and then uh, he didn't do the Justice League, did he? Oh, yeah, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's really good. It's very gory. You kind of get the tone of the film very early on, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, pretty much a completely new set of characters. Um, John Cena is very good in it. I get the impression that from the trailers, when you watch John Cena on screen in the Suicide Squad, the new one, you know, you're watching John Cena and not the character. I'm just worried that some of the names, some of the big actors, they're just so big that you're like, oh, okay, I'm watching Will Smith. Okay, I'm watching John Cena. Rather than. Oh, I'm watching Deadshot, well, or whoever John Cena's character is. Mm, I, I don't think I, I don't know it. It. Mm, I don't know. He fitted that character very well. I think you know. I'm not saying he's a got fantastic acting chops, but that he, he fitted that character. I wasn't watching it thinking. And even if you do think that, it's kind of a bombastic character. All mm-hmm. of them are. You know, Idris Elba's very good. There, there's a few. The polka dot man. <laughs> James Gunn, I think he likes to pick really random superheroes for his movies. And, and the Polka Dot Man. Yeah, there's a guy called the Polka Dot Man. And his power what? is he he shoots polka dots. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. And it's actually a bit... Um, his character is a bit sort of bod- body horror type stuff. I don't know. It's weird. You, you should watch it. It's definitely worth watch, I think. Um, yeah okay there's a shark as well a land shark yep yep he's good he's a gory character too there's a lot of gore it's surprisingly graphic 
It's amazing what a 15 can get away with these days. So the problem with the first uh, Suicide Squad was that you you had a bunch of individual uh, bad guys um, who were supposed to be quite unique. And then they all got their own sort of introductions, almost like your typical heist movie. Oh, they play some music, they pan from left to right. There's uh, a new scene, like, oh, this person's in prison, or this person's in a different prison. And they played the most cliched music um, that you could imagine to introduce these characters. And then at the end of the movie, like, yeah, it didn't feel like was, there was any. It was sort so of on the nose. Do you get a better team dynamic in in the second? And one? that was stupid as well because if if they didn't do that, oh yeah, much better. And the introduction to all the characters works really well. I mean, you can tell that James Gunn knows what he's doing and knows how to handle these sort of large ensemble cast type situations. Um, and you also get the feeling he was given free reign to do whatever he w- wanted. Because it's a bit strange in places, but it works. It's just a good. It's just a good film. It's just a good film. All right. Okay. Uh, and I don't stop. know. And that thing you were saying about John Cena, mm. and you know, if you're you're watching it and you're just watching John Cena, um, is that necessarily a bad thing? To be watching a movie and for it to have a not every movie and not every actor needs to be you know, disappear into the role. Think think of modern, another wrestler, uh, The Rock. You don't watch The Rock to see a fantastic uh, acting performance. You just watch him for his charisma and, you know, he just does some action macho stuff. And John Cena is pretty much the same. Uh, right, okay. I mean, like, I don't go see The Rock movies probably because he's in them. <laughs> But a lot of um, people love The Rock. I, I think of a so different actor. It, T- Tom, imagine, Tom Cruise. Imagine, Tom Cruise. The, imagine The Rock, right? But he's doing the new James Bond. Would you think of him as James Bond or <laughs> would you think of him as The Rock? Like, that's the problem but I have. He wouldn't like, get cast. No, he exactly. He wouldn't get cast in that day. His, his fame and personality overtake um, the identity of the actual character he's supposed to be playing so it's like it's it's sort of like breaking no, the not, immersion a bit but he's not um, a great he's not a great no but he's not you know he's not a great character actor anyway i think he's done a couple <laughs> early on in his career he did he did a couple of roles which were sort of a bit more serious but he's clearly not a particularly deep and nuanced actor no but no. he does bring a certain level of uh, charisma and he does have good chemistry with the other people that he works with as well. And I think that does translate quite well to the movies which he does. Uh, did you see the J- Jumanji remake? No, I didn't. I was, uh, I mean... See, that was very good. I, but he's basically I, just the rock in it. Yeah, that's that's... But that's not what I want to see. I don't want to see... Like, other people might want to see that, but... Well, if I'm going to watch a superhero movie, you know, such as the Suicide Squad, John Cena's in it. I don't want to watch it because of John Cena. I want to watch it because it's it's good. But 
Uh, if if, but the, if but the John Cena is quite good, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that's fine. You know, I'm quite. I, yeah. What I'm, I'm trying to say is, your point is only. I I'm not sure I fully agree agree with your point because I think you get these big blockbuster movies and superstar people, and it doesn't necessarily make the movie worse. Um, it's just you know, and very famous actors can disappear into a role. Brad Pitt, I think, you often watch his performances and. I'm not, well, I don't know about you, but I'm not watching it sitting there thinking, oh, that's Brad Pitt. Um. <laughs> well, 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 you know, I, I'm just a major fanboy. Oh, oh, Brad Pitt. Oh. I'm just trying to imagine what The Rock would be like as a James Bond. The name's Bond. Bond. James Bond. <laughs> I don't know if that was probably the worst American accent. Do you think that was how... <laughs> do you think The Rock talks a bit like this? Hey, I'm James Bond. I'm The Rock. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he'd work better in Ratatouille or something like that. What? Because of the... Cause of, oh, it's a shit joke. With the, can you smell what? what's cooking? Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Alan, come on. Step your game up. Please, please cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in, I'm afraid. I know. Immortalized. You, so do you not like any sort of blockbuster movies with... Um, here's another one, Mission Impossible. I think y- you watch Mission Impossible and you don't necessarily switch off from the fact that it's Tom Cruise. But those movies are still great. Yeah, so those movies are, you know, specifically designed for that person in mind, you know, and so so are the rock movies, I guess. But you go into it, expect, you, you know, you know what to expect. Whereas sometimes I feel like there's an actor that's cast in a role and then it's not a good casting. Uh, for example, uh, what's his name? Robert something, um, who's also in Twilight, and you quite like him. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and he. Oh, don't plays... say Lighthouse. He was great in Lighthouse. He was great in Lighthouse, but it when he appeared on screen as the French king in that very violent medieval oh. movie based on Richard something. It's on Netflix. I can't remember the name. I'm I'm afraid to search it online in case the internet drops. I mean, I love... I think he's a fantastic actor. Robert Pattinson. Uh, King. French. King. Oh, it's called... It's called... The King. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I knew it was something quite obvious. Um, With Timothy... Yeah, Sh- Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah. Chalamet. Who will be in the new Dune. The main mm-hmm. character, Paul Atreides. I think that's or a good fit, to be thing. honest. I think that's a good fit. Um, but yeah, when Robert but Pattinson you didn't think... appeared, you know, it's just like, basically, Robert Pattinson is playing a French king and you couldn't get more American looking guy with thick heavy eyebrows um it just looked weird <laughs> was he doing a french accent it was terrible 
It was the worst mm. fre- French accent I, I've I've heard. Worse than mine. How do you know? How do you know it was a bad French accent? Um, because we have lots of French lodgers. Can you give me an impression of it, please? Well, now I have to do a half American, half French accent. So that <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, it's gonna go straight to Australian because that's that's the a natural mixing of <laughs> the, the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When you mix French yeah, yeah. and American, you get Australian. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's because they drink so much wine in Australia, right, right. but it's an English-speaking country, and there's a lot of heat. But he says something like, Richard, there was not a ball. I never sent a ball. Please do not kill me. <laughs> that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what he says. That was pretty good. I'm convinced. That I'm Robert I'm Pattinson. Convinced. So here's the thing about... Um, I, yeah, I, here's the thing about accents... If you're watching a movie, let's say you're watching a movie that's based in Germany and everyone's and and everyone, all of the characters would be German speakers, but it's an English movie, so they're all speaking English. Do you like it when they do it in a German accent? It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me unless it's consistent. So what if you, you have wh- wh- well if if they if they're consistently if most of the characters are German and they have an English accent and then they have another character come from no no Poland that's not what I said no I yeah okay what did you say if you're watching a movie and you know that they're all speaking German but they're all speaking they're all English actors but they're speaking in a German accent yeah but they're speaking it, English. Yeah, I think that would be okay if all of their accents were good. I, I, Why do you have do you have an example? I've never come across that. I think it's kind of stupid. I because they do that in movies a lot where they're speaking a, a foreign, well, they're speaking English, but to show that they're speaking a foreign language, they have them speaking in the accent. But mm. I recently saw a movie called The Death of Stalin. Oh my god, that that is fantastic! I watched that very and recently with Charlotte. It's yeah, it's so an, it's an amazing funny. movie. Yeah, and you know that ev- you know that everyone in it is speaking Russian because you know yeah. it's basically you know it's the death of Stalin. But they've all got, it, but they're all just speaking in normal English accents. And I've, I've, you know, I don't think that I feel like that's the better way to go because a the actor is gonna sound more natural mm. you, you're gonna naturally be able to understand i'm trying to think of i think yeah you liked that movie did you i i i did and i i completely understand your point the actor basically you're already suspending disbelief you know the viewer knows that yeah they're not speaking english they're speaking russian so why bother trying to trick the viewer um, with a really bad accent, you know that the actor probably can't do for the entire movie. Yeah, could you um, could you imagine watching that? Yeah, you wouldn't want to watch that and have Steve Buscemi trying to put on some kind of horrible Russian accent. Uh, and then it allows wonderful things like Jason Isaacs is in it, and he does a really broad Northern English accent, which isn't his normal accent, but in the movie, it's it just it just works really well because he's some 
bombastic general or something like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But then if you compare yeah. it to a movie, I'm. I tell you why it makes sense to do that is because everyone has an understanding of um, their own sort of uh, accent or their country's accent. So if you've got someone from the north of England, you would you might get the impression that they're quite burly and strong um, and maybe not much humor um, or something like that. Not to speak ill of people from the north of England, um, but when it's translated into a movie, you'll come mm. with the same sort of. You'll watch the movie with the same sort of ear, and you know, make interpretations based on that person's accent. Whereas if they tried to do like a northern Russian accent and a southern Russian accent you're not going to be able to tell the difference and you're not you're not going to get character cues from those accents to sort of make judgments that the director is trying to force onto the character yeah so i i think you should either just do it in an english accent or have them speak the native language and uh use subtitles yeah definitely um, I, I think a, a good example, I've been trying to think of movie, you know, I think most movies where they have, where they're trying to show that someone's speaking a foreign language, they use accents. Um, a good example is a movie called Defiance with Daniel Craig. Oh, um, yeah. And they're all doing accents in that. I'm not, I can't remember what nationality they're supposed to be, Polish or German or something, I can't remember. But it just doesn't sound right. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. Anyway, that's a bit of a Well that's, that's a, a bit of I a, think that's a a brilliant sort of segue to a little game um that we could do. Game game game, 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 game. It's time for game, a game, game, game. Everybody game, loves game, games. Game, game. I want to play a game. I was wondering if you've if you've gathered up some quotes. A, a couple, not many, a couple, a couple. I can get more though. Okay, okay. So, I think it would be quite fun um, to do a quick fire quote slash accent impersonation, and then you have to guess. Accent? Well, yeah, so, I, yeah, I've got a bunch of movie quotes, a okay, few from the okay. series. They're all really obvious. And you okay. have to try and... I'll give you 60 seconds. Um, oh. And you have to try and guess as many of them as possible. Oh, crikey. Um, okay. Let me, let me get the uh, timer set up. If, any, if anyone listening um, knows of a way that we can play sounds to each other, like audio clips, and hear it live... And also it appear in the recording at the same time. If, if anyone knows of a way for us to do that, get in touch. Let us know. Yeah, if you're the audio expert. Uh... Because it would be good if Alan could right now push a button and like the countdown music starts or something like that. And we can both hear it. And then it would appear on the recording automatically. But That would be perfect. All right. Maybe okay. Want it to... Okay. Yeah. Go. Okay. Um... 
So, um, mm-hmm. okay, starting from now. Oh God. Okay. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Uh, the room. Very good. Um, Mr. Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, uh, the Phantom Menace. Very good. That'll do, yes. pig. That'll do. Shrek. Oh, no. The orig- um, pig in the city. Pig in the city. Pig in the city. Good. Um, babe, that'll babe, do, babe. donkey. That's Shrek. That's Shrek. Okay. I'm not good at uh, goodbyes, so that'll do, pig. Oh. Uh, give me a clue. Um, Bill Murray's in it. Very briefly. And gets killed. Oh, okay. I know what it is. Um, Zombieland. Very good. Um, oh, yeah. I ate his liver with fava beans. And then oh, nice uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. I hate sand. It's rough and coarse, but not like you. <laughs> um, that's not Star Wars again, is it? It is, it is. The third um, one, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's actually the f- first one, but uh, I didn't, okay, I didn't right, actually right. look it up, and I don't think that's word for okay. word. <laughs> um, oh, I'm God. surprised I we're, got it. It was just so terrible, I assumed it was Star Wars. Well, we're well over 60 seconds, but... Oh, how many did I get? I'll j- I mean, all of them so far, and it's really fun. Fantastic. Um, Okay, I'll give you a cryptic one. So they do move in herds. Jurassic Park. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Anderson. Matrix. Easy. Very good. Okay. Get to the chopper. Um. um, Which I should do my proper accent. Get to the chopper. I don't know if that was any better. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, moving on to um, TV series. Okay. Okay. What quotes from TV series? Yeah. I won't yeah. be good at this. Ta- Tom is a flat circle. Oh, that's um, uh, detective. True detective. Very good. I am the one who knocks. Breaking Bad. Very good. Now will you teach me to jump good? Samurai Jack. Very good. Oh, I'm, I'm doing well in this um, quiz. Very, very good. Okay. I'll be surprised if you get this. This is actually from a movie. Well, don't tell me what it's from. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> this is the last one that I wrote down. Um, okay. I'm going to I'm going to try and act it as best as 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 accurately as possible as it appears in the movie. Yeah. They're eating her. And then they're going to eat me. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Isn't it is it Trolls 2? Yes, very yes. good. Yes. 100%. Oh, Excellent. Wow. Excellent. Wow. Thank you. Um Hold your applause. Wow, a hundred percent. I was surprised you yeah. you got trolls too, yeah. That that's quite that's quite a well known meme though, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, it is. I think. A Mimi. A Mame. Mame. Uh, the reason it's called a meme is because in French, uh, it it's pronounced meme, la meme, and it means the same. And um, all memes, you know, they use generally the same format. So, but just different words. Um, and that's why it's called a meme or a meme. There you go. I thought you were going to make give us some fake trivia then, but that sounded right. <laughs> well, I'll leave you to guess whether it's real or not. Hello. Got a basement facility you need dug? Dug a hole, but it's not quite complex enough. Tired of the digging. Well, we're here to help. Come on down to Joseph Kritzel's basement company. We dig what you've dug, but with our know-how, we can dig even farther. Just dig deep in those pockets, and we'll dig as deep as you want. Foundations, wells, holes, but mostly only labyrinths. Joseph Kritzel's basement company. As the children say, if you dig it, we dig it. Okay, I, I've only, I've only come up with three or four. Time. So okay, okay. Next time I'll put, I'll, I'll do better. Okay, um, the first one is Bond, James Bond. I mean, every single James Bond. <laughs> no, which one am I talking about, though? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, Come on, um, uh, die another day. Wow, well done, good guess. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but I swear. <laughs> I couldn't um, get that wrong though. <laughs> or he says it in all of them. Okay. Um, okay. Get busy living, or get busy dying. Is that a movie? It's a movie, 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 movie. Is is it a cowboy movie? Nope. Very oh. famous movie. One of my faves. Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, one of on. one of your favourites. Shall um, I see? It? Shall I get another quote from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay, this one might help. They send you here for life, and that's exactly what they take. Oh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. I think a lot of people listening would get it from Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right. This next one's a bit of a cheat because it doesn't actually happen. That they don't say it in the movie, but it was on the poster. Oh, and it's one of the most famous posters of all time. So, okay, in space, no one can hear you scream. Ah, oh, alien. Yes, alien. Oh, nice. Um, and this this next one is a Holt family favorite. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're not going to get that. You're never going to get that. The pacifier. <laughs> no, no. It's not a tumor. What's that? That's, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the pacifier where he in... plays a, a, a baby minder. 
It's not a tumor. No, you've <laughs> totally messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> you've totally messed that up. The Pacifier is a movie with Vin Diesel. <laughs> where he plays a childminder. The movie you're talking about is Kindergarten Cop. Oh, right. Okay. Same. same. Yeah. Basically, re- like it's a remake. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the end of the quotes I've done. So, wait. What was the what was the pillow one? Those aren't pillows. Um, another quote would be, um, "Backdoor sluts nine. <laughs> I'll tell it's a you wonderful today. life. Nope. Willy Wonka and you. the chocolate penis. I'm just going to tell you. Shaving planes, Ryan's trains. privates. <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles. Ah, uh, okay, okay. What were the pillows then? They were Steve Martin's butt cheeks. Ah, uh, okay. I've not watched Obviously. that movie for a long, long time. You. Oh, I love it. Probably watch it once a year, at least. So, thinking of future episodes, so it's the start of September, so this will probably come out in September. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the next episode, after this one, mm-hmm. will probably be coming out in October, and therefore, I guess, Halloween-themed? Yes. So, I should watch A Quiet Place Part 1 and 2? Yes, that's a, a good idea. For a deep dive... Or um, uh, give me a list of like um, horror movies to watch um, that you would love to talk about. Maybe maybe the birds. The birds. <laughs> yeah. I, I just yeah. Or Texas Chainsaw Classic. Massacre. Oh yeah, I actually watched that for the first. I think didn't we say we were going to watch that last year? I can't remember. But I watched that for the first time quite recently, and um, yeah, it is quite. It is pretty grim. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's good. Um, I, I I recently signed up to. Have you heard of Shudder, the streaming service? No, never heard of it. It's it's like a, you know, like Netflix, but for horror movies. I recently signed up to that, and Charlotte and I watched a movie on there called Lake Mungo. Um, if you're a horror fan, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's not super scary or anything, but it is. It is quite interesting. It's quite good. It's quite short, so it won't take much out of your life. But it's definitely thirty worth minutes. It's sixty. Uh, it's about eighty minutes, I think. Um, okay. And it's and it's kind of filmed in a documentary. It's like a documentary, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Not a snuff good. movie with uh, it's real not a snuff death. No. Um, so that's a good movie. That's a good horror movie. That that would get you into the horror vibe. There was a good horror movie which came out last year, which was based around. Uh, it was all done over a Zoom call, and it was made during the coronavirus, and everyone made it from home. Um, called Host, that was good. I recommend that too. But we'll talk more horror next time. But they're they're two good ones to get you started. Okay, I can't tell if you're t- still talking to the listeners or to me. I'm talking to both of you. You should watch oh, okay. Late Mungo and Host. You should watch both of them. They're both quite short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. And if you want a really messed up horror, I feel like I need to watch it this year because I've not seen it for a few years, but um, Event Horizon, 
Oh, yeah, okay. I would love, love to... Uh, I've got a lot to, to say about sci-fi, and I like sci-fi horror. Event Horizon is kind of sci-fi horror based in space with elements of, uh, you know, demonology, hell. It's it's kind of like the perfect combination of everything. It's very gory, claustrophobic. You know, and it's, it's got that guy who says, so they do move in herds. From Jurassic Park. <laughs> Sam Neill, yeah. And it's that's also got it. Oscar, Isaac, Oscar Isaac in it, who, who we already spoke about. So that's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Oscar Isaac? Mm. Oh, uh, Morpheus. Uh, no, not, not Oscar Isaac. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was... I think you're confused. You can put in... Jason uh, Isaacs. Ja- ah, okay. Jace, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Not Oscar Isaac. Different dude. He would have been very young when that movie came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Fishbourne. Yes. Yeah. The cast is stacked. Um, oh, I could talk about horror movies a lot. but Thanks for listening. Also, don't forget to uh, sign up to the newsletter. Um, I'll put a link to the classic playlist that w- that uh, we started making called uh, Music to Eat a Pickle To. And we've had some suggestions for that. So it's actually growing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, fan mail to... Walt and Holt, uh, Holt and Walt. I can't remember what the podcast is called. Holt and Walt. Walt dot com. Yeah, that's it. You can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> going back to horror next week. Going to the cinema to see Candyman. Oh, I've heard good things. The original Candyman is great, and the new one looks very good too. So, getting the getting the horror spirit. Do you have a music recommendation? Me, yeah, Ooh. for the for the listener. Um, man, put me on the spot. I don't listen to a lot of music. Um, I've been listening to a bit of Jacob Collier recently. Oh yeah, you've mentioned him on the podcast before. I have. I've been listening to his albums recently. Um, he's just released like four part a a, a four part album basically. Um, that's quite good. Okay. It's a bit weird. Um, I recently re-listened to an old Marika Hackman album. She's got some good, good stuff. I remember fondly seeing her live, uh, with you in a church. Yeah, that was good. Wolf Alice as well. They just released a new album. That's good. Okay. I'll I'll check that out. I'll put it in the newsletter for this episode, you know, so be sure to sign up. Go on the website, haltandwalt.com, scroll down. All you have to do is put in your email address. Um, and it's all Is it really GDPR. that simple? Yeah, yeah. It's all GDPR compliant. Okay, all right. Great. Have a, have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. And don't forget to rate the podcast on uh, whatever podcast thing you're listening to. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Love you.